Welcome back to the Endure It podcast. I am your host, Rachel Thomas. November is flying on by and it is countdown to turkey and dressing. That's where my mind's going right now. We really do have many, many, many things to be thankful for. I know I mentioned in the last episode that I was diagnosed with gluten sensitivities and gluten is probably creating some health problems for me. So I've gone gluten-free and it's been two weeks now. So it will be adventurous to see how the Thanksgiving spread is going to look this year. (laughs) And I'm also to say, I'm also excited to say that I have my husband, Zachary, here with me today. Hello, everybody. What's up? How's it going? So Zach and I have been brainstorming how we can make things taste really good (laughs) gluten-free. Oh, I got you, girl. Well, we did buy some brownies from HEB, and they were gluten-free chocolate fudge brownies, and they were so good. Make you want to slap your mama. You stole a Tim Hawkins line. I did. The brownies were really good. And and then we also found ice cream at HEB. Uh, What brand was that? Enlightened? Enlightened. Mm. And it was chocolate peanut butter ice cream, gluten-free, and I, I'm i pretty sure I sang songs while I ate it. It was really good because at first I was I was very doubtful that this gluten-free journey was going to be any anything but fun. But it's actually, we've actually gotten some pretty good snacks and cookies and sweet treats that tasted delicious. Yeah. Are, are you going yeah. gluten-free with me? I am. I'm going gluten-free with you pretty excited i think to go gluten-free a little bit scared a little a little bit not scared nervous because uh i'm assuming gluten was good maybe it's not i don't know maybe it's a mirage maybe we're in the matrix or something but (laughs) i think a lot of people don't know what gluten really you know they don't pay attention to what gluten is you kind of hear it you know gluten this gluten that but it can be a it can be a big deal if you're sensitive to it or if you, um, some people have a genetic disposition to gluten, which is called celiac disease. Mm. So they have to stay away from it. So it's basically, you know, grains that are in cookies and pastas and pizza and, and those type of things. But we're on a journey to find better options and we're going to make it, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Thanksgiving will be interesting. Who knows? It might be better than a Thanksgiving with gluten. Oh, I, I'm on it. My hopes are high. I'm on it. I'm, I'll be looking up recipes and practicing. Don't worry. I have full confidence in you. You're a very good cook, so I have no doubt that oh, thank you. whatever you come up with is going to be delicious. Thank you. Hopefully pumpkin pie gluten-free is it's going to be a hit. Mm, I think, no, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Okay. We're going to find out. We're going to try. We're going to find out. You you won't know unless you try. Yeah. Just don't be mad if it doesn't taste. (laughs) We're going to test it first. (laughs) Well, I think my doctor thought I was being funny when I asked her. So does this mean I'm only, I'm not able to eat gluten temporarily? And once I get a little bit better down the road, I can go back to gluten? And she said, no, gluten needs to be removed from your diet for the rest of your life. So that was hard to, you know, 
when they tell you you can't have something, it just, your brain just kind of starts to do its own little freak out, but it'll be okay. If it'll help me feel better, it's worth it. That's right. You know? Yep. And I can eat Oreos and feel like junk afterwards, and then the cookies that we've bought that are gluten-free, that doesn't really happen so much. I can eat a cookie and not feel terrible. That is true. I ha And I've noticed the same thing, and I haven't been necessarily told to... I have yeah, to you haven't been tested. I have to be gluten free, but just walking it out with you. Yep. Right. And I've noticed the same thing. You know, I can eat some of those things and not feel crummy. Blah. Yeah. Afterwards, you know, gross. Yeah, if you have gluten sensitivities, it can actually cause headaches and bloating. It causes brain fog. I mean, there were some things on there that can really make your quality of life not so great if you have a sensitivity. So. A simple blood test can help roll that out, whether you're sensitive to gluten or not. I guess what everyone needs to know is your life is not over <laughs> if they <laughs> tell you you got to go gluten-free. You can it's still survive. That's right. You can still survive. <laughs> you can go against the grain. That's right. And that's, be victorious. That's kind of, <laughs> no pun intended, Exactly. pun intended. Pun intended. Pun intended. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to report that I think everybody survived and endured last week. <laughs> that, was a, that was a tough week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we've endured it. We got, a lot, we got outside a lot and did a lot of walking That's and um, just listening to the trees, blowing the wind, and just soaking up some nature. What else did we do last week that kind of helped just de-stress from the crazy? I'm not too sure. I baked cookies. I know I did that. Sat outside and read a book in the swing. I did try to read. And I stayed off my phone a lot yes. last week. Did try to stay off social media for sure. Yep. So hopefully you guys are finding ways to just de-stress, relax, breathe. Yeah. And everybody gets a gluten-free cookie for <laughs> Everybody gets a cookie. For making last week. <laughs> everybody. Gluten-free cookies. That's right. Message us if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> So you're here again for the second part of our interview together. I am. Talking about our survival story of a medical mystery that just went on and on and on. And still going. And is still going to on. some degree. <laughs> and we talked a lot about, I think mostly about some of the negative side of the sides. We talked a lot about some of the negative aspects of the journey last episode. Yeah, and just some of the hardships as well. Yeah. Just the hardships, the, the negative hard aspects and the hardships. Yeah. yeah. So I was hoping today we can maybe focus on more of the, the positives that came from this journey. Sure. This confusing, hard, testing your faith type of journey. Right. I would also just like to highlight, too, that we also kind of talked about some of the things that were preparing me for, for our journey. Things together. that happened in your life, yeah, right. that... We're definitely a form of training for you, preparation for you. And I'm glad. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very glad. And I could say the same about myself. You know, I feel like the the running history prepared me oh, to yeah. be able to cope with. That's true. The physical journey that I was fixing to go through. That is true. You, you, I watched you push yourself and train and. Yeah. Train hard and rode a bike because I couldn't. <laughs> run that far <laughs> I remember, while you were training 
I remember the night we went running late at like 1030 for a training run, a long run, they call them when you're running, training for a marathon. It's you, you run and you build up your distance and then you get to your long runs. Those are like a 15 or an 18 or a 20 mile run. And we took off one night at about 1030 <laughs> to go on an 18 mile run. And you had, you rode the bike with me. So you were my coach and cheered me on. And then we encountered a coyote and all the fun went right out the window. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't necessarily want to pass the area where the coyote was. And that was, took us a little bit to get home, but it was late at night. We made it. We made it. We survived. But I'm thankful for that preparation. That helped me to be strong mentally, which is what I needed to endure (laughs) the journey that we walked through. Yes. We've talked about that several times. Yeah. Really awesome. Yep. I mean, so what would you say is um, one of the biggest lessons learned in this journey? Well, I think one of the biggest lessons uh, learned in this journey has really been not to put my hope or my faith or my trust in my own strength mm-hmm. um, for myself and, and for you like I, I really have learned not to just trust in myself and that that has been hard be you know coming from some of the background that I have come from mm-hmm. I want to control things mm-hmm. and I still wrestle with that you know not being able to control an outcome or or something like that this is just me being open and honest about it I sometimes struggle with with wanting to control a situation that I don't have control over. Mm-hmm. And so for me, one of the biggest lessons learned was just to be able to to give in, give up, not necessarily give up on the process, but just give up trying to control to to kind of hold on to control and just letting go yeah. and allowing God to lead us and lead myself strengthen you strengthen myself strengthen our kids that's been one of the biggest lessons learned is just learning how to let go of trying to mm-hmm. to have it all under control and, and learning that it's okay not to have full control and just learning how to let go and that it's okay to to be frustrated at times and it's okay to get irritable you know and, and have a meltdown it's okay to have a meltdown it's have okay a breakdown to, it's okay to cry yeah I you know I try to I tried to not really do those things because I wanted to be really strong for you and I wanted you to see me as someone strong. But there were a couple of times where I broke down crying and you saw it. Yeah. And just learning how to say, hey, I'm just, I'm wrestling with this too. And just learning how to just mm-hmm. let go and, and not have to put on this facade that um, I've got it all under control. Yeah. And, and I think that was one of the biggest things I would say to the Lord in that process, you know, just trying to get to and from all these doctor's appointments and trying to function many times, you know, I would wake up and just say, if you don't give me your strength today, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I can relate to what you're saying. That was a big deal for me. Absolutely. Just feeling like you really didn't have it in you and with some of the nutrient, the deficiencies that I had, I didn't have you it in literally me. Literally did not. I have literally it in didn't you. have it. So, you know, I remember us celebrating when he would show up in a big way and empower me to get through something. 
that we were facing and we would look back and say that was your strength that did that because I didn't have it right and we would just we would celebrate our small victories mm-hmm. and I think that was that was something really awesome to do mm-hmm. because that shifted our focus from our circumstance mm-hmm. and it shifted it to to God mm-hmm. yeah another thing that I picked up during this time was that I'm not the sole provider of my family that literally I had to lean on God's provision and just, I would cry out to him. I would pray for his help. Mm -hmm. And that was just another thing, you know, with the times that we're in and the industry that I am in with oil and gas and Mm -hmm. and things like that, you, you look at, you look at what's going on and you just kind of see like, oh man, you know, you don't know which way this thing is going to go. And it's just, it's turbulent times and you just have to really buckle up for the ride. You have to really trust God and not yourself, not your abilities, not your work ethic. You know, you have to really trust God. So there was a lot of, of really leaning not on my own understanding or my own strength and just really leaning on God's provision. That was, at times that was hard to do because physically I'm the one, I'm, I'm, I'm the one out there working and yet I'm still not in control. So it kind of goes back to the whole control thing. So mm-hmm. God, God's provision for us for sure. And I just had to really learn how to, to lean on him for that. And another thing is, is just trying to, to find I guess try to really find my place in the middle of this stuff and being okay with the provision, you know, really learning how to say, Hey, it doesn't matter what I do. This is, this is your baby. This is, this is your, this is your, your journey that you're taking us on or that you're leading us through. This is the, this is your journey that you're leading us through. That was really a big one. That was really a crucial one. It was huge because we got hit with this this illness that slammed me pretty hard. Yeah. And then I held on to my job as long as I could on FMLA. And then I had to let that go. And that was my dream job. You know, I was a bank manager working in, what, 45 minutes from home. And I worked a lot of hours as a bank manager. And then God provided this job to be closer to home right down the street and to be able to work with my kids yeah that was your dream job not not necessarily the bank manager one but the one well, yeah able to be with the kids and be like right up the street yep and they went to work with me and had lunch with me yeah. and you know it was just to me it was the perfect setup and then having to let that go that was hard that was really hard yeah but that's just another one of those pieces, you know, that I I literally held on to that job <laughs> with white knuckles as long as I could. And then when I had to let it go, I shed tears again. You know, just things that we hold on to that we think are so important that we think we have control over. And when it comes down to it, we don't. And we did learn he is the provider. Yeah. And I think we knew that. But when it becomes highlighted to you, it just... It impacts you in a stronger way. You you truly realize he is providing for us right now. Correct. I mean, and that's like that's another thing is like it just really hit our 
the income coming into our home mm-hmm. and it just, it just really hit it and it hit hard. And so that, that kind of put a pressure on me and that's why I guess I really struggled with the control thing and just wondering, Oh God, is this, are we going to be okay? Because now I have to figure out a way or I felt like I've got to figure out a way to carry us. Yeah. And you didn't have time to prepare for it. No. It just happens. Yeah. And it just happens. And, and I'm just sitting there going, Oh no, what in the world? What, what do I do? And mm-hmm. so you know, God really showed himself faithful. He did. And, and there were t- for us. Yeah. There were times we didn't have a lot, but we had enough. And that happens that, you know, that still happens. Yeah. We don't, we still don't have a lot and he still just pulls through and provides for us. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other things of lessons learned is just trying to really figure out how the dynamic of how we are going to flow as a family cooking and, I mean, we, we feed a small army here at our house. We do. It's impossible to shop cheap groceries That's exactly at the Thomas right. Castle. That's exactly right. And, it, you know, just trying to figure out how are we going to do dinner. And, and there were times where we would just say, I would just be so burnt out and like, I can't cook. <laughs> and the kids, of course, at this point in time, when, when this kind of all started, um, one of them could kind of cook, but it was just, it was a lot on her too, our yeah. oldest. Yep. And then trying to teach some other ones how to cook. We've gotten better about it. So we have a couple more that are that are cooking and helping in that area. They and they're and they by the way they're great cooks. Yep. And we've got a couple more trying to step it up and and help out with with cooking and things like that because it gets to be a burden. Absolutely. And so that was one of the other kind of cool lessons learned was how to really, you know, incorporate the family it's still something we're really trying to still learn to do in this process mm-hmm. by incorporating the family and saying, hey, you know, there's five of them. We got a basketball team. So we could just say, hey, you, you're, you got Monday, <laughs> you got Monday, you know, and I help, of course. I, yeah. You know, if they don't know how to do something, I get in there and I show them and I teach them. And that's been kind of beneficial for me, too, because it's, I guess, in the lessons learned aspect category is we're actually being able to teach our kids They've walked through a hard yes. a ship as well. We're not the only ones, mm-hmm. and they're walking through this with us. And one of the cool things that we're being able to teach them, and, and I guess the lessons learned or whatever, is that we're able to actually prepare them. Absolutely. Prepare them for, for life. Prepare them for yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and teach them, you know, to, to serve mm-hmm. one another. Yep. Yeah, that was one of the other things that I wanted to mention. One of the other beautiful positives that's come from this is just you know our family did have to pull together we did spend a lot more time together because we were home more I couldn't get around as much as we used to and even today they help a lot with cooking and you know going to the grocery store and if I'm not feeling well they they step in and and say hey I can do that or I can help and I think it's definitely prepared them to be good husbands and wives and not focus so much on themselves when someone else is sick. You 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 learn how to take care of somebody and to empathize with that person who is sick. And so that's really been that's been cool to watch. Oh, yeah. It's cool to see them mature in that area. I noticed too that we were a really busy family before and that was fun. You know, we were always doing things with the kids and being involved in the community. It's almost as if we detoxed from being busy. Oh. And we we learned how to appreciate the time 
that we had together just at home. We spent less money, for sure. Good point. <laughs> but for me personally, I know that I could feel the detox happening for me, that I, I loved to be busy. I mean, I was a runner. I was an adrenaline junkie. That part was good for me. And I think once I rebound, you know, I definitely don't want to be as busy as we were before. So I'm thankful for that. More time for board games and family movie nights and, you know, fire pit outside making s'mores and just enjoying the simple basics of life. Right. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. That's true. I think that's, there's been a lot of positives that have come out of this. Absolutely. And just being able to, I mean, this is one of them. This podcast yeah. is a positive where we've taken some of the, the things that we've had to walk through and learn and deal with. And just be able to say, hey, you know what? We're not the only ones that got a story like this. No. You know, there's others out there and, and there's others that need to be encouraged. You know, sometimes sometimes encouragement is hard to find, especially in these, uh, these trying times that we're in. Yeah. Encouragement is something that is really hard to find. You don't hear a whole lot of encouraging things out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of coverage on what's going on in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of coverage of of how bad things are uh, in our nation or in, and around our globe. There's a lot of things going on in our lives that are not just positive, you know, really walking through trials and things like that. So I think this is a big positive as well. One of the, one of the things that we've learned is to, to encourage. Absolutely. That's one of the huge lessons learned was that we did not want to leave what we felt. We didn't want to leave people that, with that feeling and so that's how this podcast was even birthed that we didn't want to leave people with a feeling of feeling hopeless or alone mm -hmm. and that there's not a voice you know it's one of the reasons why you say hey write into us please 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 write into us and mm -hmm. email us so that we can share your story and we can encourage people with your story and if anybody wants to you know come on it's another reason why you say that you know if anybody wants to sign up for an interview to share your voice and share what you've walked through i mean this is a huge positive. This mm -hmm. is a huge lessons learned for us is that we want to take what we have learned and kind of turn it around and, and be able to help turn it around and kind of be able to help others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think the magic behind the podcast is, you know, when you go through those trials, you can feel isolated or alone, abandoned, you know, the list goes on and on, but you know, I love the part of our logo that has the torch. You know, we feel called to share these stories and let allow people to share their story of endurance for the simple fact of number one, you deserve recognition for what you went through, especially if you make it to the, we make it to the other side. You know, we have a story. We've earned a story. And number two, your story is going to help someone else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we all go through this. We, we feel like we're alone in our situation. But like for me, I have pots. There's thousands of people who suffer from pots i'm not alone right um but i don't know that's the story behind the torch concept is you know kudos to you you're you're a champion you you kept going when it was very dark and very bleak but you you endured and you fought on you fought right. forward you definitely endured you know that's the magic behind the podcast i mean even as we're sitting here doing this podcast we received a message from an individual who is interested in sharing his story, and he yep. actually survived a horrific car accident in 2006 awesome. and had a very grim outlook, according to the doctors, and, you know, had extensive surgeries and therapy, 
but he testifies how God brought him through. And, you know, that's obviously a story that would help encourage someone else. So I'm getting excited about future stories that are going to be oh, shared yeah. on Endure It that we're lining up currently. It's really awesome. What is your outlook now versus at the beginning of this journey? At the beginning of this journey, I was really scared. It was really frightening. I, I was I was fearful. I try not to show it, but I, I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was scared for you. I was scared for what could happen. I mean, you, you see things like this, or you you know you hear the reports, and you're wondering what is going on. And like you know us, like the story that we've shared is we didn't know what was going on, and that's not a being in limbo like that. That's not a fun place to be. We had, we had no idea what was coming down the pipe. Like, we just didn't know. And, again, that plays on my, my con, you know, wanting to control the situation. And so, at this point, I'm, my, my, my outlook from the beginning was I am scared to death. Yeah. And then your mind plays with you. Like, what if what if she doesn't make it? Or what if this is something really terrible and mm -hmm. hasn't been found yet? Or what if it's cancer? Or what if it on and on and on the list goes and you just kind of have to tell those voices to shut up yeah because it, it there were times where i would think about it just and this is kind of emotional i would think about just not having you mm -hmm. like my mind would go there and it would just and i finally had to just be like god this has got to stop help <laughs> this is this is too much my outlook was very just mm -hmm. helpless you know that's what i felt like now you fast forward a few years and we've gone through all kinds of stuff, you know, moving forward, I guess, because I don't feel that way anymore. It's been a few years and we've been through all kinds of stuff that I, I just don't have those feelings. I, I don't have the feeling of, Oh, where's this going to go to? I mean, mm -hmm. we still are walking through some stuff. There's still some unknowns that we're facing right now, literally mm -hmm. facing right now that we're just having to, we're just having to push and push really hard and, and, and press in. And trust. And trust. Yep. And so what now it's like we're doing what we know we're supposed to do. Like we, we're doing now what we weren't doing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. it, it took a little bit of a process to get us there and some work and some prayer and some just, you know, grittiness, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so here we are in this part of the process and this part of the journey and we still have we still have things that we're dealing with. It does kind of make you feel, oh no, well what's gonna happen? Well, I don't feel like that anymore. It's yeah. just like, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. Let's. Wh what do we need to do? It is still very at times it can weigh on our weigh on our minds, uh, weigh on our hearts and our spirits. When I say that it's it's hard, what I guess what I'm saying is we still we still deal with stuff. You know, like we're still walking through it. Mm-hmm. We have learned how to hold our head high. Mm -hmm. We've learned how to press in. And that's just kind of, you know, my outlook now compared to the beginning is we got this. Yeah. Or if it gets more hard again, then so be it. You know, the outlook is not going to change because we've already been through that part. Mm -hmm. And so my outlook now is I'm not going to go back to how I was thinking in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We've progressed. We're past that. The outlook now is we got this. We're going to keep going. You know, some of these other things that have that have uh, that have affected you to a degree. We're gonna we're gonna keep pressing in. Keep seeing the doctor. Keep getting answers. Keep getting healing and help. Yep. Keep praying. Keep praying. 
keep holding the faith, keep keep believing, keep trusting, keep hoping. Yeah, that's what we're, and that's my outlook now versus the beginning when it was kind of like bleak and I go, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. It's definitely at a, at a place where it's like, okay, it may have its hard days, whatever. Yeah. But it, it's still at the end of the day when I, my head hits the pillow, I can just be like, God, I know you got us. Yeah. You're with us. You're with us. And so that's, that's been my outlook. That is my outlook now compared to the beginning. Yeah. As we wrap up your interview, I just want to, I remembered maybe two and a half years ago. I remember about two and a half years ago when things were really rough for me, hard, and I was actually using the wheelchair inside the house, not just when we left the house. I was just sitting by the window one morning in the wheelchair and just, I just began to break down and cry because I was just so overwhelmed with the changes and the, you know, the, the entire process that we were walking through. And I remember just kind of wallowing in my own self-pity to God and telling him, I just want to live. I just want to have a normal life. You know, this, the stuff, the questions and the statements that we, we walk through when you're faced with a life-changing, life-altering situation. And I felt like he just spoke to me and said, then live. And I felt like he was just speaking directly to me that even though my circumstances weren't the same, I was still alive. I still had breath in my body. Right. After that day, I really started looking at it differently. Like it was almost as if my eyes were opened somewhat to snap out of self-pity and work with what I have. Do what I can do in my situation versus just saying, well, I can't do anything. So what's the point? There was still things that I could do, you know, such as this is how the podcast came about. And it was a way for us to still encourage people. Correct. um, Even in the midst of the hard time. So I wanted to share a scripture it's from First Kings 19, verse 9, and it's the story of Elijah. You know, Jezebel has threatened to cut his head off, and so he panics and runs, and he goes and finds himself a cave and spends the night there, and then God shows up the next morning, and he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And I just felt like that was me to a certain degree. You know, we retreat, and we our, our circumstances freak us out, and we retreat into a cave, and... God shows up and says, what are you doing here? Why'd you run backwards? What are we doing? We just need to focus on what we can do in our situation. How can we still make an impact? How can we still move forward in remaining positive and remaining mentally strong? We can't let our circumstances keep us in a place of darkness and isolation. That's right. We can't. Caves don't have a lot of light in them. No. So, you know, it's a, we have to fight it. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, just kind of bringing that other aspect of the spiritual aspect to it, the enemy, um, our adversary, Satan, mm-hmm. he is, he, because he is our enemy, he isolates us like that. The Bible compares him to a roaring lion seeking whom he would devour. You know, when you think about a predator versus prey, mm-hmm. what do predators do? Predators isolate. They yeah. isolate the weak link and they they get them, say, like, the, you know, if they're hunting in a pack or something like that, and, you know, it's like the lion versus the zebra or something. Mm-hmm. That that lion is not going after the fastest, quickest zebra. That lion is going to go after the old or young zebra in the back and isolate them. Yeah. And get them cut off from the rest of their herd and, and, and attack them mm-hmm. and kill. And so 
I think what you said is right. Isolation. We cannot get comfortable with isolation. If you find yourself um, getting comfortable with isolation, my encouragement to you is reach out to somebody. Reach out to us for crying out loud. You know, email us, message us, and and just say, hey, I'm I'm in a bad spot. You know, I need prayer. I need an encouraging word. Reach out to your community. Find a place. Reach out to your church if you're in a church. If you're not in a church. Uh, try to get plugged into one mm-hmm. or, or find somebody that you know that you re- respect or highly respect or highly regard and just pour yourself out on them and just talk to them. Isolation is no go. And that's, I remember that is another lesson learned in the beginning. We were told by a friend of ours, you know, you know, don't get isolated that it, you know, it was kind of hard because we really couldn't go anywhere. So it's like, we, we were stuck. Some of it was a little bit of forced isolation and, and some of it, you know, wasn't. And so as we moved forward, it, it, you know, definitely freed us up not to be so isolated. But even then, it was like, don't be isolated. Do something. Talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's very important is that isolation thing that you just talked about. That's a very good, very good point. Mm-hmm. And one other positive, um, positive thing that came from this scenario is <laughs> when COVID hit, we were so prepared to be on lockdown because we'd been doing it for almost three years that's right. People would, you know, talk to us. How are y'all doing? Are y'all surviving being locked in the house and not going anywhere? And we're like, we got this in the oh, man, in the we're, bag. We're, we got it like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> we're champs over here. But we had, you know, we had altered our lives to being at home and not leaving. Yeah. We yeah. were dating at home. We were doing movie nights in the backyard at home yeah. instead of going to the theater. And like, this is our norm. What y'all talking about? <laughs> So that's the other silver lining <laughs> is, is true. we were prepared for COVID somewhat. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID couldn't phase us. <laughs> well, we don't want to catch it, but. Well, you know what I mean. I'm talking about in that. The preparation ad- part. Yeah, in the aspect in the regard of stay at home. Don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's let's close with that last silver lining. That was the best. It was like, we best. got this. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, on a real note, as we close, if you, you know, I think we said this earlier, if you have a story of endurance, something you've walked through, a challenging time that you would like to share, please, 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 so that we can encourage others, so that your story can encourage others, please email us at rzt at enduritpodcast.com. Again, that email address is rzt at enduritpodcast.com. Also, you can find us um, on Facebook and Instagram at Endure It Podcast. So please look for us there. Um, you will find encouragement that we release throughout the week, plus the podcast. Also, um, check out our website, EnduritPodcast.com. Please check out the website, EnduritPodcast.com. Again, just if you can, check out our website at EnduritPodcast.com. We have some cool merch on there. Um, it's it's a It will be a way to kind of wear your testimony or, you know, if someone asks you, oh, what have you endured? You can tell them. Or what does that mean? You can tell them what that means to share your story. The last thing I want to say is when you listen to our podcast, please give us a review, a, a really good review, please. <laughs> a five-star review actually helps us get noticed. It gets more plays. It puts us kind of at the top of the list on the platforms. And yeah. It helps people to, to kind of find encouragement. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. Yep. Please leave a five-star review. The more five-star reviews the better. And what will start happening is people will start hearing this encouragement. If you like this podcast and you love this podcast, you love the encouragement that my wife and, and I guess myself a little bit, uh, bring to this or bring to you, please leave a five-star review so that other people can start getting encouraged as well. Keep 
enduring. Don't give up. Ever. Ever. And remember that we can endure this together. That's right. And until next week, guys, we will talk soon.